Welcome to the Mama Bear Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Follow us on social media at Mama Bear Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at Mama Bear Podcast at gmail.com. Now let's get to the show. Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I wasn't ready. I'm going to just She wasn't ready. Yeah, I wasn't ready. Welcome, guys. So today we have a really good show for you guys. Um, so just a quick rundown. So we're going to do our shout out, which I'm going to do today. I'm excited. Um, then we're going to discuss our topic, which is our birthing stories. So always a yeah. fun mom topic for some people. Some people are triggered. Um do we have anybody for the timeout chair today? I don't have a timeout for mm, anyone. Yeah, I don't either. Um, then we'll do our woosaw, and then we'll talk about some mama bear self-care. Yep. So let's get started with, oh, let me just introduce myself. I'm Brashay. Oh, yeah, did I say my name? I don't think so. I think I just got started. I'm Vanessa. She who will not be named. Yes. Um. So we will do our mama bear shout out first yes so i'm going to shout out i'm going to shout out brochet Yay. so for those of you who don't know which is probably all of you <laughs> we are recording on a saturday afternoon after brochet has gone to work all morning when i walked into her apartment she was like double pumping her baby was like just waking up then he wanted to get on the booby. And she still has energy to record. So I'm shouting her out because I that mean, is some do super... do I have energy? <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Some whatever's left. We're yeah. getting whatever's left. So shout her out because she's showing some super mama strength today. And that mama strength is real. Like, it is definitely real. I used real. to be... I mean, I still am lazy. But if I had to do what I do now two years ago... Or... I, like, or... A told year myself, ago. right? <laughs> <laughs> like, told myself, hey, this is what you're going to do in the course of a day. Um, take the baby down, pick, go to work, pick the baby up, gotta feed the baby, feed yourself, you know, get the baby ready for bed, pretend I'm, to exercise. I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> um, like, just try to fit in some time for yourself. I don't know if I could have done it. Well, I know I would have felt like I could have done it, but. Getting it done because that's what you have to do. Being a mom is about. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my mama shout out um, goes to to bonus moms because I know in this yes. podcast we're going to talk a lot about you know natural motherhood. I mean, and then some things that bonus moms can relate to, especially if you're helping raise a child um, from young up, um, but. We, we we really should think about the bonus moms and the even the teachers and things like and people like that that really mold our children. I don't have anyone for Zakari that's a, a bonus mom or anything, but I do have a bonus mom, and she's awesome. She's been in my life since I was in the fourth grade, um, so for most of my life. That's my cousin, and that is her cousin. <laughs> Because we tend to be related a couple ways. Yikes. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so shout out to the bonus moms who really take care of someone else's child as their own. And doesn't see that as someone else's responsibility when they acquire them through marriage or a relationship. They they 
take that on as part of just what is and that's something to be commended mm-hmm. so go bonus, go bonus moms. moms we love you guys so that's our shout outs for the day <sighs> Now for the topic. Yes, birthing stories. Birthing stories. I think Vanessa's is the one that should, we should end on hers. Because hers is fun. It's fun. So I'll talk about mine because Zakari is six months now. So that means I was pregnant all last year. Basically, got pregnant like March. And I had him in December of 2017. Um, He was four weeks early. Was not expecting him. I went to work that day. Went home. I was just unusually tired. Like, I was just tired. Mentally drained from things at work. And just didn't even want to eat dinner type of tired. Just, I want to lay down. Around 11 o'clock, I think I tweeted, I'm ready for this to be over. (laughs) Be careful what you ask for. Because at around 3 in the morning, I woke up. Or I got awakened, awoken, whatever, with this huge cramp. And I was like, what is this? Like, it woke me up. I literally sat up in the bed. And then I felt the water, like, rush out. Like, and I I was like, no, not yet, you know, because. She wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Like, I was only 36 weeks that day because it was a early friday morning like in the morning that i went into labor so i was four weeks i'm four weeks away from my 40 weeks that day um so i got up out the bed ran to the bathroom right in in here and it's apartment. <laughs> ran to the bathroom and i just see all this like pinkish clearish fluid on the ground i was like oh my gosh so the doctor, I didn't even have that that appointment where they um, tell you, well, your, your baby's about this big oh, or, you know, yeah, probably yeah. weighs about this much. I had that appointment scheduled the following Tuesday. <laughs> I didn't have any um, birthing classes. I didn't take any Lamaze or anything. I had all that scheduled for the next weeks coming up. And I was, I am glad I was able to get the 3D ultrasound done i was able to do that so i saw what he looked like it's cute it's cute we did it like at the last moment to where his face was like smushed up oh he's squished (laughs) his house was too small (laughs) he was ready to upgrade a little bit too ready so um, i see this fluid i call the doctor the emergency line and they say well how you know close are your contractions and by this time i i guess like Five minutes had passed, and I had, like, two contractions. And I was like, well, they keep coming. Like, they're, like it, it feels like a wave. Yes. Like a wave of pain, and then it subsides, yes. and it's a wave of really pain. It really subsides. Yeah, it's just, like, less. It's just less. less. And then you, and you can feel it working its way. Mm-hmm. It feels like a, like a crescendo of pain, mm-hmm. and then it, like... What is it, staccato, when you go the opposite way? Like, loud to, I don't know music. I just know crescendo. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a crescendo and an opposite crescendo. Yeah, like, it's the opposite of that. When it goes from loud, to, or not, it's loud. to not as loud. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And so he was like, well, seems like they're just a couple minutes apart. You might as well just come on to the hospital. I'm like, what is happening now? Like, 
I didn't even stop my maternity leave yet. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I didn't even have a crib, but we didn't have most of his baby stuff yet. Like, it, it was early. Um, when it, four weeks for some people may not seem like it was early, but for me, it felt early because of just my circumstances at the time. Yeah. His father wasn't in town, like... I had my baby shower early because he was going to be born around the holidays. and I wanted to get that out the way. But other than that, I was behind on everything. This couch we're sitting on, we just <laughs> got that couch delivered that week. Because I didn't even have a couch. On it. Yeah, I, I just moved into this apartment about a month before. I, I And I had my studio furniture here. So I had a love seat. And I had this big old recliner. But... I just did not have my house like I wanted it to be for a baby. Whereas other people, you know, they have their nursery mm-hmm. already and I was got, ready. like all that. Like I didn't get to do that, so that's another reason why I want to have another one. Mm-hmm. Is because I want the circumstances to be just a bit different, so I can enjoy my pregnancy. I didn't really enjoy it, but this isn't about my pregnancy. This is about the birth. So. My mom comes, I call her, she comes, she takes me to the hospital, which is about a 30-minute ride over to Sibley in D.C. If anyone is listening and you're in the D.C. area, I highly recommend Sibley Hospital because the nurses were awesome. The food, the food is so good. The food is good. They got... I was at Anne Arundel. I wasn't supposed to be there. I thought you went to PG. Ew. Oh, someone told me she were at PG Hospital. Ew, I have good insurance. No, because I'm thinking like no, never. where you were. I didn't know the closest hospital to you. Yeah, because of Bowie. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, get to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, so, <laughs> we'll get to it. So, yeah, so get to the hospital. I'm in triage. And the nurse checks me. She's like, oh, you're two centimeters. I'm like, cool. Oh, All right. Okay. So this is around four o'clock in the morning now. So that's when they check me at two centimeters. And then they um, finish taking like vitals and things like that. And the um, contractions are getting stronger mm-hmm. and stronger. So on a, if you're not familiar, if you're listening to this, you probably <coughs> are. Go ahead and cough. I can just edit it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, so your contractions on a scale of zero to 100 on that little monitor. Right, my contractions were going from like zero to seventy when I first got there. So zero to pretty strong, back down, cool. By the time she finished triage in like thirty forty minutes, it was seventy to over a hundred, seventy to over a hundred. So I the smallest amount of pain I was feeling was the highest amount of pain I was feeling when I first got there in a matter of just thirty minutes or so. It's funny because I don't know any of this stuff. Oh, and y'all yeah. will hear why. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> any of this stuff. So I am like, okay, I'm like, give me the drugs. Get me the drugs. Went, they waited on the room to be ready. And they're like, do you want an epidural? I said, as soon as I can get an epidural, I will take it because I can't. And then they checked me again at around 445, and I was four centimeters. So just in that little bit of time, I moved up another two centimeters. So I feel like if I hadn't had the epidural, he probably would have come 
naturally in like the next hour or two. But I couldn't handle, like, I really could not handle it. It was so bad. And um, so got the epidural once I got the room. So I got the epidural around 5, 5.30. I was floating after that. Not literally because your feet you can't feel like, yeah. <laughs> like rubber cemented yeah. logs. But then, but I think the epidural slowed everything down. Mm. Because that's, again, that's Friday at like 5 something in the morning that I'm getting this. He wasn't born until the following, like, Saturday, early in the morning, around 1 o'clock in the morning. I didn't know it was that long. Yes, I was in labor for, like, 23 hours or something like that. Um, So, like, it paused everything, getting epidural. So, I went up to 8 centimeters, long story short. I went up to 8 centimeters around that, around the clock time. And then I just stalled. I stalled at Girl. four at four p.m. I was at eight centimeters, and then I didn't move after that. Oh my god! And then you can't move out the bed. I right? couldn't move out the bed. I had a catheter. Um, we tried everything. Like my my even on my right side, the epidural wore off a bit, so they had mm-hmm. to give me a little bit more. It was just ugh. so. Then finally, I had a C-section. So after all that. Right. <laughs> so after all of that, uh, after all that, they're like, "Well, we're gonna cut them out." I'm like, cool. But I'm just happy yes. that twenty hours later, right? But I'm happy that they didn't automatically jump to C-section because I have keloid skin, and I was very, very scared of getting cut open and keloiding down there because I didn't know how that would affect another baby mm-hmm. if I have to get a um, c-section I wasn't sure like how big the keloid would get because I have really bad keloid skin I have them all over my chest my arm my stomach and in my like pubic area I have keloids from shaving so I don't shave anymore uh-huh. so I knew I would keloid if I got cut and I let the doctor know uh, she was part of my OBGYN practice Capital Women's Care, and I had I had her once when I first got pregnant, but then I didn't have her in the rotation, so I wasn't too familiar with her. But she was really nice, Doctor Shakur. <laughs> you don't remember the EMT name? <laughs> I don't know anybody. So, so Doctor Shakur, <laughs> she was awesome. She said she injected me with like some type of steroid to help prevent the keloid. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, he was born at six pounds five ounces, nineteen and. Three quarters long, four weeks early. Like if I mean, he would have been big, he would have cooked a little longer. He would have been a big old honey baked ham. So yeah, that is how Zakari was born. That's fun and long. I know. I'm sorry for that. It was a very long. long and then day. like to go through all of that and still not have like the vaginal birth. Exactly, and then because of the C-section, that's a major surgery. So like the recovery from it is brutal it's brutal the it's hard to explain because you can't move your your pelvic area but you're now supposed to be pumping and nursing Mm -hmm, this baby mm -hmm. and like that requires movement that you cannot do and and then a moving baby across the sky exactly like Mm -hmm. it it's a lot and then i'm not gonna go into it unless you know somebody ever asked one day but i suffered from preeclampsia postpartum so I was admitted into the hospital just a week later for three days 
because of my blood pressure and I just and that's another thing like with black women in in medicine and gen, them just not taking precautions I don't think it's anything that my hospital did wrong it's just certain things happen to us that just don't happen to other women they don't for, always take us seriously exactly and that will go with my birthing story oh lord very well so I feel like I'm just glad I listened to my body during that time. Like, I trusted myself saying something is not right. I was short of breath whenever I laid down flat on my back. Oh, yeah. um, my heart rate was low. I didn't find that out until I got to the doctor that I was beating, like, under 45 beats a minute. Um, my blood pressure was, like, 160-something over 110. It was really bad, and I've never had bad blood, um, high blood pressure or anything like that. But that's for another time. I think for something like that, we'll have an expert on the show for. But that is how Zakari was born, 23 hours of labor, um, and a C-section <laughs> after it all. And then another four-day hospital stay. Ay, ay, ay. So... Linux, how Linux got here it was not as long, but it was definitely very eventful. So let's backtrack. His birthday is July 6th, but I'll start at the cookout on July 4th. I didn't have back pains at all my whole pregnancy. I was pretty much like one of those like really energetic pregnant women. July 4th, I'm at my mother's house. Could, can't turn down a rib. I'm just not going to do it. I'm sitting there. I'm texting my one friend. She's a labor and delivery nurse. I'm like, I'm having back pains. She's like, oh, sis, uh, you're in labor. And I'm like, mm, well, these ribs are here. So <laughs> I'm staying right where I am. They're not that bad. Uh, July 5th, pretty, uneventful, nothing. July 6th, around 3 a.m., pretty much similar to Brashe, I wake up with this cramp, just like, a, almost like a gut punch. Mm -hmm. And I'm up and I'm feeling it, same kind of thing. Like it gets, it starts off, you feel this pain, but then it just like gets worse and worse and worse, and then it goes back down. So I do exactly what they tell me. I call my the emergency line for my doctor, speak to the advice nurse, and she's like, "Well, how far are your contractions?" I'm, she's like, "Well, you're talking through them." And I'm like, "Yeah, I feel okay. About probably, at this point, probably about eight or nine minutes apart." She tells me, for new moms, we don't want you guys to come in until you guys are about four or five minutes apart. Cool. Take that advice. I call my mother. Heads up. Baby's probably coming today. Call them back because the contractions are getting worse and closer together. Get the same kind of response. So this is kind of my thing of like, they don't really take black women seriously. I'm telling her I'm in this pain. I feel like my contractions are speeding up. Was it a white nurse? It was a white nurse. And she's kind of downplaying it. Like, oh, no, you're talking through it. You seem okay. My pain tolerance is probably a lot higher than I think it is because, well, yeah. So that was about 3.30. Everyone's awake. Everyone knows. By about 6 a.m., I am in full-fledged labor. I am on my living room floor on all fours doing the cat and cow pose. If you do yoga, you know what that looks like. And I'm telling my fiance, I like I have to push. He calls the advice nurse back. She's on the phone. She's like, "How far are your contractions?" While I'm talking to her, I have two contractions Ooh. on the phone with her. She said, "Oh, honey, they're not even a minute apart." Yeah, yeah, girl, I know. She said, tells my fiance, "Well, look and see if she's crowning." 
So he puts me on the floor. His he works for Verizon. He has no medical experience whatsoever. Oh, Gary. He's on the phone with her. He's like, I don't know. I don't see a head. She's like, Well, hang out with me. Call nine one one. Nine one one gets there in like no time. I'm on the floor. The dress that I've had on all week. <laughs> the pregnancy dress. Yes, the dress that I had on all week. Um, I have that on. I have no panties on because in my mind, I'm pushing this baby out on this floor. In walks three. And that's the mom intuition yeah. I'm like, I'm starting pushing. up right now. I'm pushing. Because, not to cut your story no, off, but when people would ask me, you know, about the baby, like, when he's due, I'm like, he's due January 5th, but he's going to come earlier. Yeah, you know. He's not going to stay in there until no, January you 5th. You know. You definitely know. Didn't think it would be that early, but I knew. You, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so I'm there. I'm like, I'm push. I feel like I have to push. And like, if you're not a mom or you're currently pregnant, you definitely know when you have to push. So three EMT, male EMT walk Lord. in. They come in and throw a towel over me and start asking me for my insurance. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't care. Take the baby out. They're waiting for this young lady to come in who ultimately delivers my baby. They're telling me not to push. I'm like, I really do. I'm like, I'm pushing. They're like, no, not here. They wanted to get me onto the ambulance to hook me up to oxygen. So if you're in the D.C. area, I'm riding down 50. I live in Bowie towards Anne Arundel, going that way. That's the closest hospital. I was supposed to deliver my baby at Holy Cross in Silver Spring. They checked their GPS. They're like, we're not going to get there. It's 50 minutes because of traffic on 495. So of we course. have to take you to the closest hospital, which is Arundel. So while I'm on 50, I'm in the ambulance. I am pushing. My water never broke. They had to break my water. I also pooped a little. But, you know. Okay, so I push, I'm push. i pushing, pushing, pushing. Maybe about two pushes in. I feel like what feels like a sack of water. Mm-hmm. feels like a Ziploc bag. Push out. And I reach down there because I'm thinking this is hay. And she's like, oh, no, honey, that's. His amniotic sac, he's coming out in his sack. So she takes, I guess, her whatever she has, she cuts it open, the water just gushes out. Two more pushes, my baby is out at 8.34 a.m. because I'm watching the clock. Because I was fully awake, fully aware, no medication. Because everyone asked, like, did you get any medicine? Like, I was in a moving vehicle on a highway. They didn't pull over? No. We were going full speed down 50. Lord. And I had him going full speed down 50. His father was following behind us. He got a ticket in my car. Did he explain to the cop what happened? No, he didn't. It was $40, so no. we just went and paid it, but whatever. We get to the hospital. My mother's like rushing, trying to get there. She was prepped. She had her bag of snacks because she was ready. Well, my fiance gets there. When I, they're wheeling me in. He comes out through the side door from the parking garage. I have the baby in my hand. I move the towel. I'm like, we have a baby. My mom gets there. She's like, I guess I'll just leave my snacks in the car. I'm like, yeah, girl, we just yeah. here. And when you have a baby vaginally, you're in the hospital for that long. Yes. So they told me that my insurance covered two days because mm-hmm. that's pretty much as soon as you push the baby out, they call you talking about your money and your mm-hmm. insurance. I get a call. They're like, oh, your insurance covers two days. And I'm like, Mm-mm. no, no, no. I had him on a Thursday. I was out by noon Friday. Um, My nephew and my sister came over Saturday. I was on the floor playing with my nephew on Saturday. My recovery was really quick. They gave me painkillers. I did not take them because it was really no point. But then three days later, I had a UTI for moving too much. 
So, yeah. Because you were doing the most. <laughs> I was doing way, <laughs> way too much. They told me not to go up the stairs, but I'm like, I feel fine. Mm-hmm. I feel great. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, should have probably just listened. But, you know, three days later, I'm in the hospital with a fever, can't pee, and Ouch. I have, they're like, you have a UTI and a blood clot, by the way. Where so, was the blood clot? In my leg. They had to give me, like, a the blood, blood thinner. thinner. Mm-hmm. Goodness. But the overall, the labor was pretty quick. It was just very eventful. I like to tell him that he was born on the highway. We should have <laughs> named him, like, Dash or something. Yeah. Or what is the name of 50? John Hanson Highway. That's what <laughs> John Hanson. <laughs> should name him John Hanson, but Lennox is better. So, yeah, that's my story. It's fun because I didn't stay in the hospital at all. It was horrible. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know anything. Like, whenever people are like, oh, yeah, they hooked me up to this. Like, my family didn't get to witness anything. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of want to do it again just because, well, I always wanted two kids. And because I want to just have that experience of, like, being in the hospital and everyone's with me. Yeah. And that's one thing I'm glad I did have, yeah. being there so long. I had all of my women around me. Yeah, your people coming. It was my mom. It was my bonus mom. Mm-hmm. It was my aunt, who I call Auntie Mama. Like, I had my women mamas around me. And um, I missed all of that. Like, for my sister, yeah. we were all there. Like, I left work. Met her there. My mom was there. Um, her mom was there. Like, we were all just there supporting her. Mm-hmm. By the time everyone got to me, I was like, they're moving me from this room to mm-hmm. recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, y'all can go to the third floor. <laughs> Where the party gonna be? Where the party, yeah. Yeah, so. And I want I want to be able to hopefully have another just different pregnancy experience. Is that Lennox? Yes. <laughs> Lennox A different pregnancy experience. Um, I was really lonely during my pregnancy. I had a long-distance relationship. I worked all weekends. Like, every weekend I worked. I I had no weekends off. I was off during the week. And um, that could be very isolating when you're first-time pregnant. Your, your partner isn't there with you. So my pregnancy was very, very, uh, very depressing. Um, so I would like to do that again just to see what it would be like to have a little bit more support and be able to be around family a bit more. Um, and I also, because both of us didn't get that, and that just shows you that no birth is the same, no. you know? Yeah. There's no blueprint for, oh, I wanted to go like this, I want this. And yes, we're saying, oh, we would like to try it again just because the outcome will probably be different, be different. So... Just but, it won't be what we had, so yeah. at least we'll get a different experience. Um, and even if what we have in mind could still not happen, exactly, it's still gonna happen, but it'll have its own story, just like our current, you know, babies had at their least own way. Now I know I have like drive by births, which is genetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they told me that, but my yeah. mother had like it's me and my younger brother, and mm-hmm. my mother was probably in labor both times, like two hours, three hours tops. Mm. And so for me, I think my labor was about three and a half hours. So and my mom hours. had a C-section with me, and I had yeah. a C-section. Um, her, her reasoning for having a C-section with me was because I um, I was wrapped around my umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the, it was wrapped around my neck and my arms, so I was all twisted up in there. So that's why I, my mom had a C-section with me, and then Zakari had a C-section. 
I get really emotional thinking about my birthing story, more so because I think about the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Because things like that, like the cord being wrapped around their neck or them being turned in the wrong position, mm-hmm. like that happens. I didn't have anything, anybody monitoring me. I didn't mm-hmm. have anything. And so, so much could have gone wrong. Yeah. But it didn't, you yeah. know. And I, a few pushes, five or six pushes, and I have a healthy baby mm-hmm. with no complications. And there are women who, you know, same thing, relatively young, healthy mothers, and they go through a lot more. And I just get really emotional thinking about it in that aspect. Let me go get my baby, guys. Bye. Lennox is over here (laughs) traveling the world on his hands and knees. But that is our birthing story each. My son is back there crying. (laughs) Uh, So we are going to go on next to... Our woo-saws. And I'm sorry I don't have a lot of energy this time because, as Vanessa said, I did go to work this morning. Yes, yeah. And then Ooh. dealing with the baby. So, woo-saw. I wrote What's mine down woo-saw? because I don't have enough brain um, cells to remember anything you nowadays. You looking? Yeah. So, mine is, like, why can I just... I can't get anywhere on time. No matter how far in advance I prep, I feel like I should not have to prep two days in advance to go to someone's house. Like, I knew I was coming to Brashay's house at 2 o'clock. We talked about 2 o'clock yesterday. Talked about 2 o'clock this morning. Still got here after 2 o'clock. Because, because why? Like, why? Lennox and I are fighting putting on clothes. I have my clothes on. I'm fully dressed. (laughs) So it's not him fighting me. It's me fighting him to put on pants. So I feel like that's part of it. Then bottles. Then just like any other moms go through that. I'm sure. I know I'm not the only mom. Like no matter what you do, you can have your diaper bag packed the night before. For whatever reason, you are still late. Just that's my rant. I'm just because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of being late. I feel like grace should be extended to moms for that very reason. And grace from people who aren't moms. Like, just yeah. think about it. I, I saw this thing on Twitter where, not thing, but it was a tweet. Like a tweet or like a story or something where this guy, he was saying how he really underestimated how much his wife got done with the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it took him... So long to get ready yeah. with their few kids that they had. And he was, he's always telling her in the mornings to like hurry up and things like that. When she's getting the baby ready, getting like the other kid ready. Mm-hmm. And for one, the one time, hey, Lennox, we're we doing something here. Let's press mute. You feel that your father did. There we go. So the fact that he didn't even, he never even considered what she was going through. And getting those kids ready, I feel like we all should just extend a little bit more grace to moms and be a little bit more patient with them because Lord knows they are probably at their wits end when it comes to like just getting the kids ready and getting themselves ready and all that they have to do. My woosah goes to, I just had it up and this is my life. Oh, just a piece of advice. Oh, you want to... Lennox is a guest you, guest host today. You want to say something? Go ahead. Oh, now you don't want to say uh, anything. Exactly. Okay. So, mine goes to 
all those people who told me sleep when the baby sleeps. Oh, such a lie. Make sure you get rest when the baby's resting. A load of crock. How, sis? Like, how, how am I supposed to do that? Let's say that, you know, my partner went back to work, you know, after two weeks. They were mm-hmm. able to take two weeks off. Mom came for two weeks. You know, like the typical what people normally what get. Happens, yeah. After that, you're still dealing with a two-week-old baby who is sleeping inconsistently mm-hmm. and crying. And you are their source of food. The house is a mess. A mess. A you, mess. You, can, you don't have time to cook. You don't have time to clean. Like, how, when? How am I supposed to sleep? And that's, and that's, that's like saying, oh, when the baby sleeps, you're automatically supposed to be tired at that moment. Right. Because it's midday. Exactly. So a lot of times, like random times, like 2.15. Exactly. Like, that's... and they fall asleep. And even if you could, they fall asleep for 20 minutes and wake up hungry. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, no. It's really like, it's not a reasonable thing like, at all. That is the stupidest piece of advice that I ever got. And it happens to be the largest piece of advice that I got. And like everyone knows like new moms have like this I know I did. Like a little anxiety when my baby was sleeping. Like, oh yeah. Is he still breathing? Oh yeah. So I could never really rest because I'm like is his chest moving? Is he mm-hmm. is he sleeping? Is, did he roll over on his stomach? Like I'm just like nervous that anything is happening to my baby mm-hmm. while I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. So you're still not even if you do lay down, you're still not really resting because you're so anxious because you just don't know. Especially mm-hmm. first time moms, you just don't know. First time moms, if you've never even dealt with a baby like myself, like you're just on alert. And when yeah. you're on alert, your mind does not rest. And no. if your mind isn't at rest, you're not going to rest. No. The only time I was able to rest is that when my mom took him at night, I was able to get a couple hours. And then, because she lives with me, she went to work. My partner, again, he he came for a few weeks and had to go back out of town for a few weeks and came back for a few weeks. Yeah. And now he's been gone since February. But we're going to get into that in another episode. It is another episode. <laughs> it's a whole another episode. But, um, Hot tea one. It is. And, yeah, we can do a whole episode dedicated to that. Um, but so basically being a single mom with my mom helping me, ain't no sleep for me, no, you know, no. not until now when now that he's six months and he's sleeping a few hours more at night and waking up once to, to eat and I can sleep with him now, you know? Right. Yeah. He was I, too small. Before. Yeah. He was too small for me to want to sleep with him. So I had to have him in his little napper beside the bed and any, the little, Hand of a eh, yeah, wakes yeah, you, you up, up you and you're like, up. "Are you okay?" Like, did the blanket accidentally yeah. go over your head? I mean, not he doesn't have a blanket, but we actually used to swaddle him. Mm-hmm. And did you roll the swaddle? Did the like swaddle anything. cover your face? Was it not tight enough? Any and everything, like, anything, yeah, comes to your mind. And that's why they say with the second child, you don't care as much. Not saying you don't care, but <laughs> you're know. not those as, second children out there. I know. You're not as worried as you were in particular with certain things as when you're a first-time parent. So, yeah, that's my my, my woosah. Like, I mean, really, we could talk about a whole lot of advice, but that could be another topic. Yeah. A lot of that, like, crazy advice that you we've gotten. Crazy advice and some weird advice that weird worked. Weird advice, yeah. yeah. You know, just like the, in the last episode, me, like, 
sucking on my own titty. Like, I don't have, I'll, it's gone, y'all. She probably still doing it. It's good. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't got nobody else to do it. So, <laughs> so let's cover your ears. Oh, look at you saying, look at that thing. <laughs> but yeah. So that's that's the woo side. I just had to get that off my chest because I was at work a little sleepy, then remembering what life was like when I had a newborn, and it's like I am not as sleepy as I oh, used to be. Oh my gosh, no! I have a baby who sleeps at night, so I cannot complain. And I can sleep with my baby, so I still get sleep. My back just hurts. Oh no, no, no! Mommy and daddy me grown up time. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> um, so, Mama Bear self care. So we're going to close out with just something, you know, piece of advice for doing something for yourself. Uh, and this week we want to talk about how important it is to go ahead and have that glass of wine. Yes, breastfeeding moms. Oh, yes, You girl. can drink. Yes. Look Get it you up. a glass. Get you a glass. Get you a glass. <laughs> Lennox. I know. He's interrupting the podcast, guys. That's fine. We're going to keep you right in there. The people going to know what we go through. Oh, yeah. So, have that glass of wine, you know, maybe not in the first few months because you're you still on edge and you don't have time. Who has time to drink when you're worried about your baby breathing throughout the night? Because <laughs> <laughs> when you really shouldn't be because, you know, girls, get that get that rest. Oh, maybe I'm right. Oh, Lennox just bumped his head. And he's okay. <laughs> and that's the mom of yeah. almost one-year-old, you yeah, know? He's, like, he's okay. So, no blood, you hear him, right? No blood, you We're laughing. Screaming. We good. We're good. Life's good. I can take you home to your dad in one piece. So, yep, go ahead and just drink that glass of wine or two. Just make sure you're able to handle your baby afterwards. That's how you know that you're doing all right, and you can still breastfeed if you're breastfeeding. If you're not breastfeeding, maybe drink a couple more glasses. You know, like you deserve, sis. Yeah, you deserve. You do, you do deserve. You want to wrap us up, Lennox? You got something to say? Anything? Oh, now you no, don't want to talk. you don't want to talk? Okay. Oh. oh. He's doing a dance, if y'all didn't, can't. Obviously, you can't see, but he's doing a little jig for y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, that is the show for today. And we will be back when I have a little bit more energy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am tired. I need a nap. But we got some other episodes, some good episodes planned ahead. And I promise I will drink some coffee beforehand. Oh, coffee. So good. <laughs> I didn't start drinking coffee till I had the baby. I love it. I'm a coffee. I need baby. it. Say bye-bye. Say bye. No? No. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all.